0: And we are back with another edition of the Daily Dots.
1: <clears throat> it's
0: been a little while. That's the longest dot break we've taken.
1: Well, I I, I did fill in yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay,
0: you got a, you got a squared yeah, away yesterday.
1: Went, went solo. Uh,
0: yeah, I was still I was still coming down from the mountains, man. I a, M-
1: must be nice. <clears throat>
0: I mean, well, that's the whole employee-employer argument, right? There, there you go. <laughs> I mean, there's days where it's nice. There's a lot of days where it's not. Uh, Anyway, so into a new year um <clears throat> I'm not sure I mean if you've been riding the indexes last year, you had a great year uh i i i don't I'm not sure I've ever been more happy to throw dirt on a year than I was last year hundred percent New Year's Eve, I was just sitting there going, "Good God, I'm glad that beast is behind me
1: yep
0: uh, <clears throat> anyway, and it, what's interesting is uh already just a few days into the new year. I'm already looking at things going, okay, this seems a little bit more normal. They, not, not that things have to be going down or anything, but uh, you know, you were bringing up, we were walking in here. Um, Utes outperforming discretionary again. You're like, oh, okay, so we, we got rid of the year-end jubilee celebration, whatever you want to call that. And now it seems like things are back to normal. Um, <clears throat> what are we seeing in there? We got some data out today. Run us through that a little bit. I pretty inconclusive, but
1: yeah, um, mortgage applications were bad as usual, and even though rates have moved. um, Speaking of that, new home uh, inventories, when you use month uh, months of supply, which is kind of a formula that uses actual supply and the sales number, that's actually back to like the highest level, basically in the last decade. So, and, and we just had housing starts pop um last month so that's gonna have to chill out if that doesn't change but hey maybe it will um
0: what about what about um what i think is interesting to this about this perhaps it's just behavioral behavioral perhaps it's whatever but something has changed and and again it's too early you and i were sitting there saying we expected a data bounce it's too early having said that I, I am a bit surprised by what I'm seeing on the pullback in mortgage rates and mortgage applications.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I expected a little bit more firmness out of real estate to, you know, call it in the last month. Yeah, and it it stayed stayed pretty subdued, honestly. Yeah. Um. The prices, you know, have responded a little bit. Um. The the news came out that home prices in in Manhattan, um, are going up for the first time in you know like a couple of years or something. Uh. So like prices responded a little bit, but the, like the transaction side just hasn't. Starts, well, it starts did, but permits haven't. So it's it's mixed.
0: The other thing is anytime I hear anybody talk about home prices. I
1: know. Here first. we go.
0: No, 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 no. Okay. Look, I, 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 it's not, I, I'm not saying I think it's one way or the other. I'm saying that anytime you're citing prices in any real estate market in this market, <clears throat> boy, that was redundant. Um. I just think you need I just think there needs to be a grain of salt with all that. Yeah. How are you measuring it? What are you looking at? Are you looking at median? Are you adjusting for how off the median still is from
1: low transaction yeah, numbers, all that stuff, yep. Yep.
0: Um so all that stuff being uh it's hard to make any hard to make anything out of that. Um but but like I said, that that lack of response on the mortgage side of it is is yeah a little surprising to me. I
1: would agree. Um the other data I would call it really mixed. So ISM came in a little better than expected. So that I would say that fits with what we would be expecting for that to kind of move up, but new orders fell. So like even, even the internals of the ISM were, were not great. Um, but Hey, it was a little better than expected on the headline number. And then jolts, uh, to me, that was kind of, that was actually pretty, pretty bad because so jolts does job openings, which is for whatever reason, what everyone focuses on. But it also tells you hires, quits, layoffs. Layoffs are still basically nothing. So that part of the labor market is still, still fine, still strong. But the number of hires is at 2014 levels and has fallen just off the map and out of the trend. Mm. So people aren't hiring anymore. That's becoming clear. Um, and then the, qu- the quits level is back to 2018. So below pre-pandemic, you're, so less and less people quitting, um, which tells you like, the confidence that you can just quit and go get another job is getting low. Um, so that, that all tells us, Hey, wage growth is going to keep slowing down. Um, and the labor market is, is slowing, you know, but for, in order to get a recession or, or real problems, it, 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 can't just slowly go from 400,000 jobs down to 100,000. You know, it has to be like kind of under a hundred to, to matter from a, a recession standpoint.
0: Right. You know, you know, here's so another, here's another anecdotal one for you. Uh, I've, I've got a group of buddies, college roommates who are every year for the last four or five years, we've been going up to uh, <clears throat> the mountains outside of Seattle. So was, a lot of people don't realize big mountain range that bisects the state and uh, kind of a normal deal. Go up and get a cabin in the mountains, all that kind of stuff. And there's a vacation town that we go around. It's, it's a little town called Elum, and the, the vacation city is referred to as Kadia. So that's up there in the mountains, got golf courses and skiing and ice skating, all that kind of stuff. We've been doing that for about four or five years. Um, This year it was quieter than any year we've been up there by far. Um, Was that the
1: lack of snow or
0: could have been the problem is, it's pretty, pretty spendy rentals up there. Right. And so you gotta, you gotta reserve those six months in advance to get one. Um, And it was just to, to look at the amount of homes up there compared to previous years. I mean, you just see it in traffic around that environment, um, but just so many driveways empty. And these are these are expensive vacation homes, right? This is probably 3,000 to 6,000 square feet, right? So good, sizable homes, expensive homes. I, you probably can't even get in that neighborhood for a million and a half or less. Um, you could just see it. I mean, there were just way – now, there was less snow, so I'm sure that had an impact. But man, the difference from year to year—it was—it was noticeable. Yeah. Could it all have been snow? I, I suppose it could have, but like I know we—like you, you, I said, not
1: gotta, everyone's going for snow.
0: Well, no, and you got to reserve a place six months in a, ahead, right. Of, right? So you're not just going to eat three grand or whatever you put on the down payment just because sure. there isn't yeah. snow. So I'm sure that impacted some. But man, there was just there was just a lot less going on hmm. up there. So. That's my anecdotal piece. Now I want
1: to go check all the card spending data for all the leisure and hospitality stuff again. Yeah,
0: yeah, it'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to see it fed out. Um, now we got job numbers coming up again this week, right? And that seems like that's going to be kind of an interesting one. Yeah, big time. Um,
1: <clears throat> expecting about one hundred and seventy thousand jobs is the current guesstimate from our esteemed economist.
0: Who, and who would that be, by the way?
1: It's just a bunch of people that Bloomberg polls. Okay, I don't know.
0: Okay. Yeah. The esteemed economist. I was like, that's like a reliable <laughs> you know, that was, weatherman. That was, yeah. <clears throat> um,
1: meant to be a jest. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it does, again, it's only a couple days. I'm not really sure what to make of it, though. It does seem like the euphoria that drove the last month and a half, two months of the year, I, I still can't wrap my head around it. I'm, I just, it's one of those you saw, like, hey, that that was cool. Hey, we're, great. Um, it does seem that that's settled down somewhat. Again, it's only for two, couple of trading days. Yeah, in
1: two trading year. days in. So, like, I guess we ended the year kind of rough. And then, I mean, we're off to really rough starts. Like, small caps were, we haven't, I don't think we've gone through the markets today. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't at, even talk about the index. Yeah, yeah. SP down 0.8. Um, NASDAQ down 1.2. Uh, Qs were 1.06. Uh, the the big one to me though, small caps down two point seven percent. Like that's pretty ugly. Uh, bond yields were pretty flat. Dollar's ripping though. Like that, I think that's part of you know what's yeah. going on here. Uh, and bond yields have have bounced a decent amount, just not today. But then oil up almost four percent. So you had you know a kind of a turn in energy. Um, but yeah, if you go back, you know, just year to date, we're already down. I don't know, like two and a half percent on on the Nasdaq. So. Oh. It's, Granted, that's like a a pinprick compared to what happened last year, but yeah. but still, it this is a very so this is a point worth making. This is a very strong period season seasonality wise. Usually, you, usually you have a very strong um, early January. So may, maybe everyone just front ran that at the end of December and um, forgot the January part of the Santa Claus rally.
0: I'm not sure if there was anything that wasn't front run. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: at the end of last year. Um, well, and that's the other interesting thing too. And look, until I see it matter, I don't think you can, You, I don't think you can declare a victory at all by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, you know, last year, it, it just, again, I could be wrong, but it just feels and appears and looks. I, I just think one of the biggest issues the stock market's going to have this year is living up to what it priced in at the end of last year.
1: 100%. I mean,
0: I, I mean just talk about.
1: And if it does, we have a problem, honestly. Like uh uh it would be so unhealthy if it did. Well, and I'm I, not that's not like a sour grapes like we didn't catch a thing. That's just if if you're going to go trade um you know at those kinds of le- levels from here, like cuz at the moment so we're we're literally priced for perfection. Um whenever you think like everyone's well, betting on a a literal soft landing. Inflation going away, no recession, uh, you know, 10, 15% earnings growth, like just n- no, no problems whatsoever. Cheap commodities like.
0: And that's, yeah. And that's just not the reality. That's just not the reality we're looking at. Right. Like I'm not saying, you know, again, I will. you just keep pounding it over and over and over. But I just think it's still as applicable as the first time we said it. <laughs> to be really clear, we're not sitting there saying you're heading for a black hole, but. What you're pricing in is just smooth sailing, and I just guarantee you that that ain't going to happen.
1: Yeah, if nothing else, you, you may you you just may be heading to a situation where you just have to go sideways for like it's like a lost five ten years kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Which and who knows that it extends? You know how long it extends, but just right. looking at
1: this year, we, we're two years into going sideways. To be yeah, fair, I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, and you're and and you're also kind of establishing somewhat of a not somewhat a. Uh, not just a trend in a channel for for the market movements, but in valuations, right? Just because you're just not getting a lot of movement, right? You're you're, right. you're not really going down too hard. You're not going up too. Just everything looks very similar. Um, well, yeah, except the underlying performance. I, like I said, I I I think it'll be really interesting to see where we're at at the end of second quarter this year, just because uh, you know it would make a whole lot of sense to me if a good 65 to 80 percent of what happened last year burned back off.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, you just keep having like a mirror image of what happened the year before the last, you 22 know, 22
0: and 23. Just Right.
1: It, it just, them. it's just like a cycle. that's just bouncing. It's like a ping pong, like playing pong just back and forth. Yep. It's, yep. it's, it's been a weird, a weird market to, to be a part of in that way. But I saw, I saw a chart, um, the the other day and it showed essentially, I, I want to say that the metric was, uh, the stock allocation is a percentage of people's assets or something for like households. Um, and were super high and it showed, and but like starting to crack and it on the chart, it had those highlighted the last like three times that happened. And every time that has happened, Hey, I mean, you get a pullback, but, but uh, to me, more importantly from the chart, cause it was like, Oh, eight and then Oh one. And there was like one other one. Um, but more importantly, it was like more that you went sideways for like five years. Like it took, yeah. it took time to like make the new high. Right. Well, and that's and, and that, it's it's we, we we hit that level again where like households are just full up on stocks again,
0: yep, and we're and we're back to that you know that scenario of and again, I you know I'm a huge believer of history does not repeat itself, but it often rhymes, <clears throat> one of the intriguing things about me is the last time outside i mean you know. You had two thousand one to two thousand thirteen, and I'll put a little caveat on there. some big events happened in that in that span of time that that certainly played a part, but when you look at a period of time where you didn't have a huge economic event and markets went sideways for an extended period of time that's nineteen sixty six to eighty one yeah. I mean that's
1: and the, that, the big the big big one
0: and that was the last time you were dealing with structural inflation, yeah so it, it, it's interesting to me how much those rhyme the other thing is it would be fascinating a little a little <clears throat> historic study and, and i don't know if you have the data set to even figure it out but um you can kind of pull up a chart from the 60s and 70s and you can see a similar dynamic where you're like i bet you at this point right here everybody thought okay it's liftoff we're breaking out right and then you look at the six months later you're down at the lower end of the range everybody ah oh, it's horrible sell all yeah, your of stuff course. yeah right and they just did that for for a, yeah. for a
1: I could easily go, I could easily figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of, so I used to do a free newsletter, I don't know, 2016 or something. And one of the things I would do would, would be to dig through old newspaper archives to find stuff like that. Oh yeah. It was a blast to do. Oh yeah. So now, now you've gotten me uh, something I want to go do.
0: Well, because it gives you context, right? And I think so many times looking back at a chart, it just, it doesn't tell the story, you know, you gotta, you gotta get in there and just, And I feel like that's kind of the way inflation works too. You know, there's so many times like very rarely do you look back in time. Maybe there's not even any any good examples, but it's – inflation never seems to be a one-off event, right? It's almost like there's so many false dawns and you can kind of see that in the chart. Oh, we finally got inflation fixed and then boom, right? You get hit again. So – It'll be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see this way this plays out. So what are we looking at, again, for uh, uh, stuff in the near term? we got jobs coming
1: up at the end of this week. Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll have jobless claims tomorrow, um, and then obviously we'll have the actual – and the ADP uh, employment thing that no one cares about. And then Friday we'll have actual
0: uh, – ADP cares about it,
1: yeah. Yeah, ADP cares. No, It's funny. that There was one time, one print that people cared, and that was like everyone was getting freaked out over economic strength. And it just had a blowout. And everyone was like, oh my. And I remember I got stopped out of some some sofa trades because like I was like, I can't believe I care about ADP. And that was like every every print since then hasn't mattered and has like made sense, but that one was just like so wild. Uh so
0: wasn't wasn't that the well, one that showed like three hundred thousand just like it some, was just like it was like
1: five hundred thousand or, or something. Ridiculous. It was crazy, yeah.
0: And it got most of it got revised away later, didn't it?
1: Probably. And that and that that um actual non-farm print from the government that came out that friday was way less um explosive hey, inter- but everyone had freaked themselves out into thinking it would be really good
0: no, another interesting one you got to watch and I, i'm not you were talking today like how <clears throat> reading the fed minutes they didn't say a word about cuts
1: no yeah so the thanks, thanks for teaming up on on the minutes so and and we a lot of people kind of thought it would be clearly less dovish than Jay Powell was at the presser and it it was, but I kind of was even a little bit more so than I expected Yeah. They said like, yeah, we're probably at or near the end of of hikes and there's a, yeah, we'll probably be cutting in 2024. But as far as timing goes, like the market going into today had an 86% chance of cutting um, in March, which is only 79 days away. Uh, And there's no talk about it. it. It, it sounding imminent in the first half much less by march um now the market only pulled out what like about 10 percent of of those odds today which is to me is not enough to me like it's clear we're not we're not cutting in march right. but I mean, maybe i'm wrong but and obviously the data the rest of the way but they went out of their way to say look this is like very like volatile and very like uh this this stuff can all change really quickly like they went out of their way to say you know, to like really caveat even talking about cuts, much less talking about when they're going to be cuts. So
0: They went out of their way to say, sorry, we screwed up that last Fed announcement. Please don't – please disregard
1: I, I would say the answer to that is yes.
0: These guys are just pathetic, man. <laughs> I, no, it's just you get to a point where you're just like I, – I mean the fact that we're this far into this and that they still have so little idea on how their words impact markets – It's it's it it really is.
1: So speaking of real quick, on the financial condition side, they in the presser they kept teeing up Powell to like push back on it to say like yeah like that is a concern of ours that financial conditions have loosened so much after they went out of their way to say financial conditions were tightening for them. Well, in the minutes they talk about hey, a lot of the tightening that the bond market did for us and the stock market did for us has like unwound. So like even though powell refused to take the bait and talk about that like they they did mention it in the minutes on purpose i'm sure
0: I, yeah i just i can't just the messaging is so i it's just not that hard no it's just not that hard
1: and if you're going to cite something this is where it comes in like where they they have an end in mind and they kind of fit everything around it right where like some data will be important for one quarter and then they never they don't care about it the next quarter and they, they do that a lot this is this felt like that where they're like oh the bond market's tightening for us okay well then that it unwound itself in full so now is it loosening for you and they're like well no 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 we don't care about that like well you, you don't get to have it both ways like if you're gonna if you're gonna bring something up and point to it and like highlight it then maybe it matters two months from now too
0: or, j- or you know what or just, stop pretending or just say what you think yeah quit trying to message everything perfectly all the time you know what I mean like why don't you get back to the days of being the true adult in the room meaning then you won't have to worry about all of your messaging constantly you know what I'm saying like it's just it's just ridiculous it's it's like that' Shakespeare right the lady doth protest too much right <laughs> you ju- you just say too much
1: yeah they do they they way they over communicate oh my god
0: yeah and then they got to come out and send somebody out to undo what they say just good god just say what you think and if it changes change it
1: or just how about just have a how about do these things every six months have 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 a bunch of meetings and move policy but let's talk about it every six months only or something
0: yeah well and then let the market like again i don't at some point the mission of the fed got twisted and I don't want to blame it on any one person because these things usually happen gradually. But you sit there and go, it used to be market participants were worried about you pulling a crazy Ivan. And that worry keeps things from getting out of control. It keeps people from thinking stocks can only go up, stonks, as we call them now, right? Like the market has correctly pinned the Fed in the corner multiple times over this last cycle. If you want things to start performing or behaving the way that they "quote unquote" should, the way they have historically, then you need to change your approach. Right. I,
1: I just so perfect examples that is right now where the market is like, oh, you're you're absolutely cutting in March. They're gonna, what they'll do is they'll talk and talk and talk to, until the market finally gives up and pulls that down. Right. Yep. But like to me, like just don't just just have the March meeting show up and be like, yeah, we're not doing that.
0: Th- then the market will price out a couple cuts. We'll get rocked over a week and a half, and Powell will come back out and go, well, we can cut it anytime. Yeah, and you're just like, for God's sakes, man.
1: Yeah. you know it, what I mean. It is funny whenever like they're trying to push back, and the market doesn't care. It's like which has happened, I would say, in the last uh, three weeks or so. But they'll just keep at it until the market finally gets it,
0: and then they'll then the, then they'll panic and co- come back in. Well, we can cut anytime. I. It yeah, it's like watching a third grader determine financial you know economic policy or monetary policy. Um, all right, so anything else we're keeping an eye on right now? I mean, I think you, I think oil is a big one. We're keeping a close eye on that.
1: Yeah, jump today more on more on news um, with well pl- mo- more turmoil in the Middle East from a, a like a people dying standpoint. But uh, on the flip side, Libya there was protests in Libya that took their largest oil field offline, which is three hundred thousand barrels a day um obviously if that's only closed for a week it's really not a big deal but that was enough to get oil from ugly and negative to you know jumping today so but i never i just don't like trusting things that are just flash in the pan headlines mm-hmm. and then and until that headline like the chart was starting to look rough I, I i think oil can can start to move up from here but it still has something to prove on that front
0: yeah well I, that's about it other than that just welcome to a new year. Hopefully. uh At least for us, hopefully for you guys, it wasn't that case, but I'm hoping it was better for us. It's hard to get hard to get much worse. I mean, we didn't lose.
1: Yeah, exactly. I
0: guess that's good, but uh, not a lot, not a lot to say outside of that. Well, here's to a better 2024, sir.
1: Yeah, I mean we're we're killing it so far, so I think we should just shut the markets down and call it a year.
0: Yeah, let's call it square. We're gonna just halt, halt it right.
1: I'm here. Write my congressman when we get off here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right, pal. All right, you guys. Well, we're gonna continue on this journey here into 2024 until we figure out what this, how this cycle ends, or if it's going to, or gonna continue to document the steps along the way. Hopefully, you'll continue to take that ride with us. And as always, we'll be back tomorrow again with another daily dots. You're listening to the Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at KnowYourRiskRadio.com.